Hello and welcome to Brave Conversations. I'm your host, Sheila B. This podcast is all about helping you get brave, courageous, and confident to make real and lasting changes in your life so that, yes, you are living your truth. I'm here to help you navigate your spiritual awakening, to guide you how to heal from trauma in your past, and to manifest the life that you know you deserve. You are powerful, you are divine, and I'm here to remind you that you can achieve anything that you want in your life. I am a transformation coach, a spiritual teacher, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and a badass brave woman. And I am obsessed with women bravely and courageously, showing up to live their life with no apologies. And I cannot wait to get into today's episode with you. Hello and welcome to this episode on ayahuasca. That's right. (laughs) Ayahuasca, the word no one can pronounce, let alone spell. And I feel so passionate about speaking about ayahuasca because I experienced this ancient brew in 2017. And in fact, I heard about it in 2014 and it took me such a long time to get uh, to Peru to experience this plant medicine. So when I first did ayahuasca in 2017, there literally wasn't very much information around about it. I've read one book, (laughs) there was no podcasts, it wasn't spoken about. And to be honest, that's why I'm doing this podcast because I wanna support as many people as I can that are going and experiencing this medicine Because truthfully, this medicine changed my life and I feel like my life is in two parts and one is before ayahuasca and one is after. That's the profound effect it's had on me. I've done at least 30 uh, ceremonies uh, and the first five I experienced in Peru with a shaman. So I want to educate you if you are thinking about it, if you are called to this medicine, I'd love to just share my experiences in a way that will inform you. Maybe you uh, may not experience it after or you might. I personally feel, feel if you're called to this, then you're called to it and you'll do it, right? So let me just start with the beginning of my journey. So let me set the scene. I was a chief financial officer, a finance director, at a major publishing house when I went through a bit of a breakdown. I had a breakdown in my relationship. I was questioning if my corporate career even made sense anymore. I had a spiritual awakening and I was doing a load of workshops around mediumship and channeling and spirit guides and Reiki healing. So does this sound like you? Because this was me. I was kind of lost and confused And I had the calling to do the medicine. Now, I tried to get myself to see a shaman or experience the medicine many years prior, but no door would open. So today I want to share with you the first thing about ayahuasca is when you're ready, you probably will find you will meet someone that will talk about it or you will, um, you know, find that the dates align to see a shaman or someone will introduce you because it's a very close-knit, protected community. So if that happens, well, maybe you're on your way to experiencing the medicine. So for many years, no doors would open. And I truthfully would get really scared about the experience because I think on some kind of high level, I knew my life was going to change when I experienced ayahuasca. And ayahuasca will change your life in a positive way, um, Is is was has been my experience. So I'll only talk about my experience And I'll share with you how it changed my life. So there I am having a bit of a breakdown. (laughs) It was a big breakdown. It wasn't a little one. And I found myself 
eight weeks after I had this breakdown, I was in the Amazon jungle uh, with the Shipibo shamans experiencing five ceremonies in a row of this sacred brew. So uh, if you're an executive <laughs> and you're having a spiritual awakening, ayahuasca may be the medicine for you. And look, it's interesting. It's called medicine because I truly believe it tastes, it is the foulest tasting thing I've ever tasted. And it is medicine because it did heal me on so many levels. So I want to explain the next step about um, the intentions and preparation for an ayahuasca ceremony. And then I'm going to talk about how you might experience it and how you um, navigate a ceremony of ayahuasca. So like anything in life, I'm I'm an ex-corporate executive and I'm now a spiritual teacher, a mentor, a transformation coach, an executive coach. So I do so many things now so different to my corporate finance career and I teach the power of intention setting. So before you do an ayahuasca ceremony, you need to create some space. And I'm not talking about like just a, a one morning of journal writing. I'm talking about in the lead up to it, in the weeks to my first ceremony, every morning for four weeks, write one or two pages of journal writing. Look, I'm a bit crazy at times and a bit obsessive compulsive in my personality and a perfectionist. However, the process of journal writing really got me clear on what I wanted from the ceremonies. And when I got to Peru, truthfully, Everything that I asked for in those journal pages, I got answers and downloads for, right? I'll explain what downloads actually means at an ayahuasca ceremony. So start writing some intentions. Now, I'm going to give you some intentions that you might want to use if you're going into an ayahuasca ceremony or any other kind of, you know, healing, breath work. You know, every time we go into anything sacred that is offering us a transformation, we should intention set what we want to get out of that transformation. I mean, make use of the time. And intention setting is powerful. When we create an intention, quite often we get those intentions answered very quickly. So these are these are some intentions I've gained over the years by listening to many podcasts and I've used them. So one intention that I've used many ceremonies was show me what I've become that does not serve me anymore. I'll say it again. Show me what I've become that does not serve me anymore. I mean, can you imagine what you'll see? Well, I've seen many things. I've seen my perfectionism or my lack of confidence. I've seen um, the love that I'm holding in and not giving out to the world. So you'll be shown parts of you that aren't working, right? So show me what I've become that does not serve me anymore is one intention. The second intention is heal my broken heart. Or um, you could say something like, Help me he heal through my heartache and heartbreaks I've gone through. Um, in addition, around the, the topic of heartbreak, I've also asked to cut all cords to any exes or anyone that does not serve me in my future. Okay, that's another intention set that you can set. Um, another intention can be something like um, show me who I need to be and, and, and lift my frequency so that... Um, I can expand into my purpose and my calling. So there's some kind of ways to navigate intention setting around ayahuasca. It's very much the show me, um, reveal to me, help me. Uh, I also do cord cuttings. I've asked to be shown my spirit guides. When I was in Peru, I literally got such strong visualizations of my spirit guides. And you know something, as a medium, and a spiritual teacher, it was phenomenal to see them because I'd seen them 
a little bit glimpses and I knew what they felt like. But when I got to see them on the medicine, I was like, I know you. I absolutely know you. And you can, in, in some ways, I've been showing the future. I've been showing kind of like what is there in my in my current timeline, I'll say, because we have multiple timelines and multiple realities. So I've been shown what is about to be revealed in this current timeline, which has been really interesting. Um when you're on the medicine, uh, you so I've gone on to talking about the medicine. I won't do that right now. So <laughs> intention setting. So get clear on why you want to go. So I also asked to heal my childhood trauma. And I've also asked to break intergenerational trauma. And, and I've also asked for energetic support as I do that. So I also asked my own spirit guides to come in and support me as I'm experiencing purges and energetic purges or a lot of discomfort that you can experience on this medicine. So intention setting is critical. If you don't know how to intention set, sit with a mentor or a good friend that is also probably had, has experienced the medicine. So you get referred into these communities. And so sit with someone and say, I need help with writing intentions and, and lean into your soul tribe when you're doing this, Okay. The second thing is dieta. So the dieta is the purification process through your diet. So that is a cleanse. It's a cleanse of salt and sugar. And there's a there's a list that the shaman would give you before you sit a ceremony. Now, the more you cleanse, the better. I'll, I'll you know, admit, as the ceremonies have gone on, I've been a bit naughty with my cleanses and I haven't done them as much as I could have. But the first time I went to Peru, I was so strict. No salt, no sugar. Um, no preservatives, no meat. I even cut out meat. So, um, you know, I lost a little bit of weight. I don't think you need to cut out meat, but definitely red meat and definitely pork. Um, I did a deep cleanse and I did a colonic. I was advised to do a colonic, my first and only ever colonic in my life. Um, and and to be honest, it just helps, um, you know, r- remove toxins from your body because ayahuasca is all about lifting your energy body and your frequency higher right? And your your frequency and your energy body can't lift higher if your physical body is holding toxins and and low vibrational toxins and and things in your body that no longer serve you. So the better, the sooner you get onto the cleanse, the more, I won't say comfortable the the journey will be. (laughs) I can't guarantee that, that's for sure. But it might be, you know, it might be easier. So, you know, because I've spent many a ceremony with my head in a bucket vomiting. And I'll share more about that in a minute. However, the cleaner your diet is and the, the less toxins in the body, the less work physically you'll need to do when you're having the medicine, okay? So let me now go into my experiences through my 30 ceremonies and I've done other medicines as well. And I'm really sharing this to inspire you if you think that this is something that could help you. And I've just had, like I said, so much healing from this medicine that it, it profoundly changed my life. So the first things that I've had on my ayahuasca experiences is I had childhood trauma shown to me in the way it actually happened. So, so often, and now I'm a trauma-informed um, facilitator and an inner child therapist, um, but before, I, before this, I didn't really, really understand trauma or the nature of trauma or how trauma affected my psychology or my physical well-being. So when I was in the journey, I was shown all these things that happened in my childhood, but I was shown it as it actually happened, not the big, bad, scary story that I'd made up or 
I was showing the correction around my self-worth. So I had these things that happened that made me feel really unlovable, like a failure, you know, not good enough. And I got shown what happened that allowed me to rewrite the script in my head. And I had all these like penny dropping moments, like, oh my God, that's why I felt like, so for many years, I felt really unloved by my sisters and I have two younger sisters. And on the first journey, very quickly, I was shown my sisters were shared a bedroom for their whole life and I was put in another room. And the reason why they're close is they literally physically grew up together and I was put in another room in a separate part of the house. And I remember at the age of six feeling really isolated. Now, up until six, the three of us slept in the same bed together. So that felt like a trauma when I was separated from that. And it may not feel like a big deal, but it actually was for someone who was so young. I think six or eight. So I was shown what happened and basically I was just separated. So I was showing that amongst many other things and it allowed me to rewrite the story of the trauma and find a lot of forgiveness right around childhood experiences. So you might invite an attention, show me with clarity what happens so that I might access forgiveness, okay? If you feel like you want that as your intention. Remember, these are your intentions. Like these are just suggestions. Whatever your intentions are, they're yours. You really personalize them, okay? Another thing that happened is I got flooded with all these positive emotions because I've been fighting off anxiety and depression for such a long time that ayahuasca can actually flood you with all these positive emotions that it helps refire the neurotransmitters in your in your brain to start firing again. So I, was, I, I left uh, uh, Peru after five days feeling so much lighter and like I could access happiness again and bliss and excitement and joy. And all these emotions after so many years of terrible relationships and, you know, not feeling great about my job and feeling, you know, poorly about my childhood, moments in my childhood had just got me down. And so I felt like happiness was like this emotion I could finally access again. So on the medicine, I was shown the love my parents had for me. I was flooded. It was like being on a, you know, on a pill that makes you really happy, right? <laughs> One of those. And, and so I was shown how happy and how filled with love my life could be. And I left being reprogrammed with this new positive feeling, right? So that was phenomenal. Um, on other ceremonies, I've had tests. So there was one ceremony I had where um, I didn't. I, I spent a lot of my lifetime not feeling lovable. So I was shown how much I needed to love myself and I was given a mantra to say over and over again. So you might experience a test uh, during the journey. Uh, and uh, just remember when you are experiencing the medicine, you will not be taken into a place you can't handle. When you're in it, you might feel like, oh my gosh, this is like one of the hardest things I've been through, or this is really tough. But a mantra to say yourself is I can, I can handle this. Um, I'm strong enough and I'm here to do the work. You know, I'm strong enough. I'm here to do the work. You might repeat that to yourself. So I've had tests to pass when I've been under the medicine. Um, uh, and yeah, sometimes you might get a visitation from Mother Ayahuasca herself. So you'll see a snake. When I was in Peru, I saw a snake coiled up in the roof. And honestly, when you see it, you actually think it's a snake. Like psychedelically and as a visualization, it is so clear sometimes when you're on the medicine. I've also had other trips where I've had very little visuals. And as a spiritual teacher, you know, I teach about spiritual development and psychic development. And sometimes seeing a lot can really tax our nervous system. So when I've actually been tired going into a 
ayahuasca ceremony, I've had very little visuals and I've had a lot of knowings and feelings come through. And that, that will lead me now to talk about downloads. So you might just get a whole lot of downloads. It's like having like this really um, amplified psychic reading for yourself where you're channeling all of these instructions and knowings about what to do with your life, your relationship, how to eat better, how to feel better. Sometimes you might feel like it's just a long kind of a, I've had the experience like of a nag. <laughs> you're like being told hours how to change your life. And by the end, you're filled with so much goodness. And it's not like a chat. It can feel like a chat, but it feels like you're getting just the wisest, sagest advice about how to live a better life. And when you're receiving it, you're not even doubting it. You're thinking, yep, that's exactly what I need to do. It's exactly what I need to do. So the medicine can be very downloady. It can be very a whole lot of downloads or feelings that can come through. And they can be a lot of feelings and knowings about the way forward with your relationship or about your job or about some crisis you're going through. So when I left Peru in 2017, I came out of the Amazon really clear, really clear about what the next steps were in my life. It was like all of these limiting beliefs had been kind of really shifted out and it was my job to do the work um, to create the, the new reality of the new life that I wanted, right? So that's what ayahuasca can do. It can be very instructional. I've also... Uh, love about the medicine is the psychic surgery. So psychic surgery is energetic surgery you're having all the way through on a cellular level or a physical level. And I kid you not, it feels like there are little minions working on your jaw or your face or your body. And trauma actually is stored in many places in the body, but very much in the jaw, especially intergenerational trauma. So I at one point had my jaw open and a whole lot of surgery was being done on my jaw. And you can hear drilling. You can even feel, um, you know, it feels tingly on the face. I felt like um, my brain was being rewired in a couple of ceremonies. I've had healing on my womb. Felt like my womb in one ceremony was glowing green because it was like radioactive. Sometimes, ladies, you can get a bleed during the ceremony. So come prepared for that. Get your period panties on maybe <laughs> I didn't have any of that except for lately like when I've been doing a lot of womb healing um and so you can have a whole lot of physical healing and ask for it so if you've got chronic back pain ask for healing on the back pain ask for whatever physical healing you want know that if it's there for you you will receive the healing so uh phenomenal kind of journeys I've had and they've always been what I just needed okay so next I'm going to talk about how to be in the ceremony, like how to really cope in the ceremony. So sometimes for me, I've had truly, truly challenging journeys where I've just thought, when is this going to end? Like, this is really hard, especially for me personally, when I'm working through the intergenerational stuff on both my mother and father's line. There's a lot of women's subjugation on my mum's line and a lot of anger on my dad's side of the family. And I've been in the bucket, like purging for a whole nation it's felt like I've just done so much purging and at one point I thought when is this going to end so um just know ask when you're doing a vomit or a purge it's called when you're purging into the bucket ask what am I purging why am I purging who is this for is this for me you know you don't need to take on other people's stuff so recently in a journey I was like I'm not purging anymore for my ancestral one I'm literally turning up to do me right now right so 
especially if you're the family, like the black sheep of the family that's taken on all the intergenerational stuff, you don't need to. However, if you are there purging because it is in your, you know, light body and you want it gone, um, ask uh, what is this that I'm letting go of, okay? So that's one way to really be in the medicine. Number one, number two, if you're having a really tough time, no or pass. So one shaman said to me a beautiful thing and he said, Sheila, there is always a beginning, a middle and an end. When you're in it, you might think this is never going to end and I'm really freaking out. Just put your hand on your heart, hand on your belly, um, belly. <laughs> take a deep inhale and breathe and exhale. And I would say to myself, I'm one with the universe or I'm one with God or I'm one with my higher power. I just say a really simple mantra over and over again. Like I'm one with the universe. I'm one with the universe. So I just say that over and over again, and it would just bring me back into a place of breath or just coming back into your breath, you know, just inhaling and exhaling and just going, I can, you know, just, just trusting you can do it. But in those tough moments to say the mantra and this too shall pass and this too shall pass and I am being healed and helped. I'm being healed and helped. So just in those tough moments on the medicine, know that it will always end. Um, and you have your breath. So it might sound crazy. And for those of you who are listening in and have done the medicine, you might know what this means. But when you've got you at points of the medicine, you feel like all you have is your breath, truthfully. And just come back to breath. So some type of meditation practice before you go into ayahuasca is very useful to cultivate. Like try and get up to at least 20, 30 minutes of meditation a day because the, the ayahuasca ceremonies last for hours. But often you get the opportunity to drink three cups in one night that can allow for up to a five hour journey. I've drunk one cup and it has lasted way more than five hours. So you have to be able to, you know, surrender to, you know, what you're being shown and be with a stillness and a breath and a, not a stillness, but be with what is for a longer period of time. So that's why for me personally, I look back at who I was in 2014 and I wasn't ready to do ayahuasca. Like I really did have to work with a lot more therapists and, and come to a, a deeper embodiment practice before I was ready for the medicine. Okay. So if anything more comes through on this podcast, I'll share it. However, I'm going to talk now about integration because I think integration is literally the most important part of ayahuasca. You know why? Because of the law of free will. We can't just take this medicine and then get a then get this bypass through karmic contracts and limiting beliefs and get this one way pass, um, you know, through it. Right? I, I know the journey is hard and there are many rewards on the other side of experiencing an ayahuasca journey. However, integration is where the magic happens, and I know this from experience because I spent many many. Um, ceremonies with no integration like I did not come out and do any of the real inner work I didn't come out and really change my life in in any big way from some ceremonies even though I was shown to I was shown to exercise more eat better drink more water and I came out and I didn't do any of that right so I went back to the old version of me right I was back there pretty quickly so integration with a therapist a shaman a counselor that has experienced the medicine is so important I'm going to say a minimum of two to three kind of um, sessions to help have a chat about what is coming up for you. And the reason why integration is so important is because for me personally, when I've come out of an ayahuasca ceremony, quite a lot of things change in my life and over a very short space of time. And it is uncomfortable. When I say uncomfortable, I'm talking about 
job losses, um, relationship breakdowns, breakdowns with family, with friends. Do you know why this happens? This happens because you generally get a big upgrade in your energy body or light body when you're doing plant medicine, which means your whole being in auric field holds more light. And because of the law of reflection, the law of attraction, this, the, the spiritual laws of frequency, anything that is not a match to you will, will go. So in the lead up to one ceremony, um, my husband's car literally didn't turn on and he was done with that car and was actually connected to an ex, interestingly enough. And I remember thinking, I'd like that car to go. And the day before a ceremony, literally he turned it on. It just wouldn't turn on. And my license plate on my car fell off and I needed a new license plate. So the numerology of the car was no longer serving me. I needed a whole new numerology. So both our cars went through massive changes the day before ayahuasca. So quite often you might have things break or 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 sort of just things that don't align will move away. If you're living a life in integrity, hey, you've got nothing to worry about. However, for me, and this might be you too, things might need to change in your life. And the guarantee on the medicine will things will start to change and quite quickly. Now this can feel uncomfortable because we might have friends in our life that maybe don't treat us well sometimes, but sometimes they do. However, the universe goes, no, like that friend should be having a back and treat you well all the time. Well, that friend might be, might disappear after ayahuasca, that friend that you might have a breakdown in that relationship because it just doesn't serve you. But the painful thing is you'll need to go through a grieving process because you might have some relationships literally break up or you might feel like you don't want to spend time with the same people. So, you know, for me, like I've had to go through a lot of heartache because a lot has changed in my life. And, you know, I love I love the life I'm leading now. It's so different to before ayahuasca because so many changes have happened. The other thing about ayahuasca, interesting opportunities start to enter your life. So you move into this new vibration. Well, the law of attraction kicks in. So, you know, you want that new job. Suddenly you lose one job, but the new job opens up. You know, you you really want to date and suddenly, you you know, you're out there on Bumble and you're attracting all these new people that you didn't attract before. Um, so great things can happen. However, for me personally, it's always after a real reset in my life. So I come home and I throw things out. I throw out clothes that I don't want anymore. I do a big clean. I try and do a clean before I go to a ceremony, but I do a physical clean when I get back from ceremony too. So yeah, that is integration. So, you know, if you're doing it, book in, book in a um, uh, a counseling session or get prepared to be supported in the integration. Um, okay. So what else can I say about Aya? Look, it, it changed my life. It is absolutely um, one of the big things that has allowed me to heal through so much depression and anxiety it is not for everyone. So if you're listening to this and you think I never want to do it, that is fine. I think there's a little bit of um, should I, shouldn't I? It's something you're called to. You know, I was called to Buddhism. So I did that for two years. I was called to Vedic studies. So I studied kind of Krishna for two years. Um, I was, you know, studying tarot. I was called to. I, I'm called to a lot of different modalities as someone who is a teacher of spirituality and metaphysics. So if you're called to it, go towards it. And if you're not called, then don't worry. You, there's another route, another beautiful 
um, spiritual route that will take you to the destination. However, I know I was called to it and because at one point I couldn't stop thinking about it and when I finally started to research, everything lined up. So metaphysically, the spirit world, the, the higher dimensions will allow you to experience the medicine when you're ready. So if you have found this podcast helpful, please DM me. I'd love to know. Um, I might do another podcast version two on more questions about ayahuasca. I'm definitely going to do one on Bufo. I speak about, um, there's a little section written in my book called Brave. And it's interesting because when I came out of, oh, that's right. I want to share with you. When I came out of ayahuasca, I knew that it was time to make massive changes in my life. So I was still a CFO, finance director in corporate. I was working five days a week. Well, after I experienced ayahuasca in Peru, I arrived back in Sydney and I had, that's right, as a finance director, I had year end. I had year end, which meant I was at my desk on the 4th of January, like closing out the accounts. And I was like, oh my God, I am back in this world again. And I had this full body knowing that it was time to go four days a week and it was time to go part-time. And I remember really going getting the courage and going into my boss's office and asking him. And he was really conscious guy. He kind of knew it was around the corner. I think he sensed it, but I had to get courageous to ask. And I did. And that was the beginning of my life changing because I immediately got this um, one day kind of part-time work in a spiritual crystal shop. And it put me on this whole new trajectory, right? So I wouldn't be here writing a book, speaking on big stages, running workshops about empowerment, spirituality, how to be brave, if not for all those years ago that I did this medicine and then I got brave to make sustainable, lasting changes in my life that would take me back to who I was. I was starting to get honest with myself when I came out of the Amazon jungle. And ever since then, it's been a real journey in honesty because for so many years, I hadn't been honest with myself. I truly abandoned who I was, and ayahuasca was the journey of me becoming more and more honest. Now, it definitely started before ayahuasca, but there was an acceleration once I experienced his medicine. So again, I hope this podcast helped you. It gave you some enlightenment around this medicine. If you have more questions around uh, anything that you hear in this podcast, please email me directly. I will answer them. I answer every question I get and sending you so much love. And if you are experiencing this medicine, safe, happy journey, Godspeed. I hope you, you return feeling so uh, lighter and all your intentions are really met on this medicine. Okay, signing off now. Much love to you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'm filled with gratitude for you. I honor you for choosing you, your personal growth, and your evolution. Thank you for letting me into your world. It has been a privilege. Now do me one favor, one big thing. Share this podcast with a soul sister or brother who needs to hear this. My mission on planet Earth is to help as many people as possible so we can be bold, be brave, and be courageously ourselves. I'll see you on the next episode. 